Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. Uh, we're back here uh, just uh, about a half day after the frozen fen- frozen frenzy uh, took place. Uh, first time ever. Well, second time. I don't know about ever, but uh, second time in a long time. Every single NHL team took the ice on one night uh, with staggered start times. Pretty chaotic. Uh, not as cool as red zone but it's pretty hard to do in a totally different sport um so we're going to recap that pretty quick some um just some reactions some uh some further evaluations on some teams and then uh go from there but uh, we have of course uh dovey on the other side how are you doing i'm good i'm good um definitely an exciting initiative um that took place yesterday and you know it seems the people like it the people like it and if the people like it you got to give the people what they want right i think we got to do it again um it's hell if you're doing fantasy because you got to make some tough decisions uh basically Mm -hmm. have a whole bench that could uh could go off and uh that's just the way fantasy goes i guess and uh, of course schedule makers don't adhere to fantasy uh leagues but um it's just one of my frustrations. My entire team went off, like luckily, but uh, my bench did some pretty good, pr- pretty nice things. So hopefully, it bodes well for the rest of the season. Um, but no one cares about my fantasy team. Um, let's well, start do. with uh, let's start with the first game, or I guess, uh, yeah, we could talk about the Frozen Frenzy. I uh, did you did you kind of like that layout? Did you like the way they did it? So I. Full disclosure, did not get a chance to watch it. I tried tuning into it and it didn't work. This is because I'm in New York actually right now. And I went to the Islanders Avalanche game, which was an unbelievable game. Unbelievable yeah. game. Great game. Um, yeah. Um, super thrilled. Like actually like was driving in from Toronto and I was like, oh, maybe I'll make it in time to go to Capitals Leafs. First game on the slot. That didn't work out because of, you know, when we left and we're like, ah, oh, we're going to miss at least the first period and DC traffic is terrible. So we went straight to New York instead of, you know, taking a significant detour and we went to the game and it was amazing. So I did not get a chance to actually view it in person, but what I'm, what I, everything that I'm seeing, everything that I'm hearing is this needs to stay. And that's frankly all that matters. The people like it, do it. It for sure has tweaks that need to be made to optimize it and make it a little bit better. And they're probably, you know, nothing's going to be perfect on, you know, the test run. But this is, this is, you know, like, I don't think I have ever seen something. I should rephrase that. Other than three on three overtime, the only, this is the only thing I have seen effectively universally agreed upon by hockey fans that we need this and we need this consistently so this the, the like i think the decision is very clear when to do this maybe you know i was thinking maybe saturday nights would be a great time you know a lot of the time on saturday nights they have you know most of if not all the teams are playing um so that would be a good time to do it uh but i think this absolutely needs to stay um i have more questions than i have answers though so my question is what were your thoughts first and foremost on the format um no yeah i think the format can work i mean like i was saying it's 
totally different from football. Um, it's hard to time up like commercials and whistles, you know, it, it's uh, like in football, it's pretty easy, you know, at the quarters, it's going to switch to commercials and all that. Um, I don't have any gripes with the format at all. Okay. Now my second question is what were your thoughts on John Butchagross and Kevin Weeks? I'm a big fan of Weeks. I don't like Butchie. Mm-hmm. So who would you propose as an alternative? Like Steve <laughs> do you think? Um yeah. I I don't I think uh I think he could do I think Levy is fine. Um that's the big that is the big question. Uh, you need a good uh you need a good you know uh face of this new way of showcasing hockey if uh you want it to stay. That's kind of you know, red zone had two guys doing it. They both were really good. Um, Scott Hansen just has that voice that can go on for hours. And um, it's a commanding voice. It's a, it's one that uh, a little, a little corny, a little um, square, but like it works. Um, doesn't try to do too much off the handle. I think that's what I don't like about Bucci-Gras. He like tries to come up with his own things and it just does. They don't work. Um, and that's just not, that's not just me. I've, I've seen it all over the internet. Like this guy is trying to force these, like, I don't know, Doc Emmerich sayings and crap. Like, I don't know. Right. Uh, I mean, the, the, the other alternative to Steve Levy would be, um, Sean McDonough. That's his name, right? Sean McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and you like him as mind. well. Yeah. I don't mind him. Wait, what'd you say? And, and you, you would be pro him doing it. Um, I, uh, I'm probably in the minority in terms of, I enjoy Sean, but I don't think he could handle this. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so I would say that, you know, as the uninformed observer of what's going on, the key difference between the two of these things is one, you have Scott Hansen of seven hours of commercial free football on red zone on. I don't know, uh, Sunday ticket or, you know, whatever. I don't know what it is in the States um, yep. that posts red zone. But you need to have, like, like he, and he's just the perfect guy to do it. And, you know, in fact, he actually tweeted out that he loved it and he tuned in and he, and like, this is like, we're in agreement. This is a good idea. Yeah. Do you think the two person system works? Or do you think really for this to thrive, you need one guy? Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think one would work. I think one is best for this sort of uh, situation. But, but I, I don't personally think Kevin Weeks is, as a color commentator, would be the right guy. You need a host. You need a, you need a play-by-play guy who just tunes into everything and, you know, is able to double box and triple box and quadruple box and all of these different things. You know, there's a power play and there's overtime and there's this and there's that. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure Kevin Weeks would be the right guy then. And, I hear what you know. If if you would want Steve Levy to do it, the one problem is is that he has Monday Night Football, which I'm pretty sure he does pretty much every week. I think so. Um, so that kind of takes you out until the second week of January. He's he may not be able to do it based off of scheduling conflicts. No, Levy. Uh, 
does not do Monday night anymore. Oh, he doesn't? Like, as of last year, I'm pretty sure he was doing it, but that's... No, um, uh, Joe Buck. Joe Buck's now doing it, because... Uh, okay, so so then he should technically be free, which I really like the idea of Steve Levy doing it as opposed to Boutregras. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that's, you know, the main the main thoughts that I have about it. Uh, do you have a day that you think would be best for it? Do you have, oh, and I had one other thing. What are your thoughts on staggering the start times of the games? Because I think it's brilliant. I think that this is long overdue. This should have been done a long, long time ago. Yeah, no, I, I'm in full agreement. And I actually think Wednesdays could be the best um, just based on. But the, But that's TNT's night, so it's not going to work. Is it? Yeah, yeah, TNT, you know, NHL and TNT is on Wednesday evenings. Uh, oh. So, so Wednesdays is not a great day. Uh, and Sundays, obviously, is not a good day. No, I do Tuesday. Um, like, I, I think Tuesday or Saturday evenings are the ones that work the best. Um, and, like, you know, it, even on Saturday evenings, it doesn't even need to be Saturday evenings. It could be Saturday is hockey and Sunday is football half of the time of the year. Like it could start, at, you know, games start at one o'clock on, on, um, on on Saturdays or twelve o'clock. So I think that could be an opportunity. I think also this could be done more than once a week. Like you could have Butchergrass do one night, and you could have Levy do one night. That might be a bit much, just for like players' Over sake. Saturation. But, yeah, no, I think, but uh, it doesn't need to be every single team plays keep in mind in the nfl you have one team that always plays on thursday sunday and monday evening so you're taking out six teams plus you know a, a lion's share of the weeks have buys so it's not like you're all having 32 teams play in those two time slots the one and four o'clock windows you have on average let's call it 20 20 between 20 and 20 20 and 24 teams that play I think that, you know, you have two nights a week, pretty much always, where you have 12, you know, between 10 and 12 games going down. So it's just a question of viewership. Is it economical for ESPN to put on a product of this nature? Um, Are people going to tune in? Yeah, I think it's, I think it'd be a a cool idea to do two a week if you did like maybe half the teams on one night, half the teams on the other, stagger the times. Um, I think doing having nights where it's just one game is not helping the sport. The problem in the States for Saturdays is college football is dominant uh, all day. Mm-hmm. So that's the one hurdle if you're trying to grow, you know, the market obviously um, and viewership would be way down on Saturday um, until you get to – like February, uh, pretty much. Um, college football playoffs start in January. Right. No, I'm saying like, yeah, I guess like, yeah, halfway through January. Um, so yeah, that, that'd be the one hurdle. Um, so yeah, Tuesday's probably ideal. And then maybe, I think you, for now, if they want to kind of enlarge the test or experiment, then just do once a week and goes, um. Actually, I mean, what if TNT did it? You know, <laughs> I know it's a deal with ESPN. Maybe they could split. Uh, yeah, 
yeah, I, I think I think that that's yeah. Now, now you're getting into you know big corporations and big companies fighting with each other, and I can't really speculate on how that would go. I happen to think TNT's crews are of pretty high standard, high quality, and I yeah. would and, and you know like who wouldn't love Paul Bissonnette doing color for three hours or six hours of hockey? Dude. Like that would just be must tune in. Yeah, um, I think it, I think it would be brilliant, but yeah, that's probably down the road now that I right. So, so like, I, I think that you know that's at least in the short term not such a viable choice. Yeah. Um, um, I I think that you know when is the right time. We can. We have to. We have to. We'll, we'll figure that. Like I, I guess not. We. They will figure out that out. But this is here to stay. This is a great idea. This is and you know it's already paying out massive dividends. You know you you to to I I like that it's on streaming and it's not on cable because you know more and more people are anti are you know distancing themselves from cable. I think that this has so much potential to grow the game, to make the game more popular, and to inspire younger people to play hockey. Yeah, and uh, obviously the gambling side of things. <laughs> yeah, uh, just the Vegas made so much money last night. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's another exciting thing. Yeah, I, I've no real no negatives. Um, I know I knew it was going to be difficult. Yeah, no, I thought players go out to him he is not able to take part in this because he is perfect person to do this. Yeah, uh, and we hope he gets better soon. Uh, it was also kind of unfortunate that McDavid was not part of it. Uh, yeah, and McDavid been... and McDavid's injured. That's you know, but that's a short term problem. We're hoping. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, yeah that 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 team, them in Pittsburgh are the one, the two teams. I'm like, they uh, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um. I, I actually don't those. I, I think that you know that there's still lots of time to turn this around. It has definitely been disappointing for both teams the start of the season. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh and Washington are in seventh and eighth place in the Metro and Edmonton's in seventh place in the West, in the Pacific. But push comes to shove, I believe both of these teams are going to turn around and make the playoffs. You know, um, Edmonton is now in this situation of kill or be killed. Um, you've lost your ace in the hole. You've lost your most important player. And this is going to force them to make the structural changes necessary to win games. They're, they're, they're playing on national television in the Heritage Classic in under two weeks. And it doesn't seem like McDavid's going to make it. Um, and there's so much on the line. This is very likely Ken Holland's final season as an executive. And I think very much so that if this is not turned around by U.S. Thanksgiving or even sooner, Jay Woodcroft will be fired. And they will bring in someone else who can fig- who can figure out how to salvage the season. Even if they just get into the wild card, they're dangerous. 
However, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going so far as to say. Yeah, I'm not going so far as to say they'll. Neither of them will make the playoffs. I was just saying, and I'm basing it off of watching five on five play for both. A lot of it, like they simply cannot do it in a structured, consist on a consistent basis. They're getting beat every which way on five five v five. I know Pittsburgh was put up a better fight against Dallas, but. Uh, Oilers were leaking all over the place versus Minnesota, a team that's not as not so deep, um, especially on the defensive side um, when it comes to offense. And it didn't matter. Um, I'm not talking about you know where they are in the standings right now, or that's not what I'm basing it off of. I'm basing it off of what are these teams' identity? Like, what are their strengths? And yeah, obviously, and I, I think Edmonton in particular is the team that's more concerning of what is your structure? What is your plan? Because it seems like there isn't one. Um, you know, like, they're getting blown out by Vancouver to start the season. They just, you know, I don't think, you know, yesterday's game against Minnesota was particularly better. Granted, you don't have McDavid. Um, you know, I thought the Jets game again on, on Saturday was fine. Like, you know, you lost in overtime, but, like, it was, I, I would guess, a adequate um an adequate showing by the team. Um, it, it's uh, the seat's getting hot. I think that's really all there is to say. Like, I think we all understand that there's significant problems that need to be solved. Uh, it's just like Ken Holland's got to make the call. His career's going to go out on a whimper, not on a bang. Yeah. There's a lot of hockey left to play, but there's also not a lot of horrible teams. So it's not going to be easy to climb back up and maintain it. Um, and if and since they didn't have McDavid yesterday, I thought they would they would have clamped down, like played less, I guess, um, aggressive, oh, not aggressive, yeah. but like off uh, off more responsible. Off. Yeah, more responsible in their own own end, and um, unless they're on the power play, they don't look dangerous. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just what I observed. Um, Pittsburgh is uh, a very mistake prone team um, in a similar way where their goaltending is average at best, um, and their defense is not. Up to par, not a, a, a squad you can kind of lean on once they're hemmed in uh, on the PK. On, I don't know. Wait, not yeah, I wasn't able to go. That's where that's where I'm at with right. these teams. Um, I don't have the other. I mean, the other teams that are kind of. I guess there are. I guess I was really concerned about the Kraken. They put up a, a better showing. Uh, yesterday than they have pretty much all season. Their offense came alive. Um, Red Wings still get a point out of it, so not you know nothing to hang your head on. Um, hang your, or hang your yeah, hang your head. Um, Flames low expectations going into the season. They're two and four. Um, I'm not. Uh, not really concerned, nor I'm gonna, not going to really waste too much time concerned, concerning myself. Um, 
I'm pretty impressed with Nashville, Minnesota. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not particularly impressed by Nashville or Minnesota. I think Minnesota, like, it, it, sometimes you know, I, I look at these things and I'm like, are you? exceeding expectations are you taking advantage of other people not meeting expectations or is it somewhere in between and i look at who minnesota's beat so they beat florida injured florida they beat substandard montreal and they beat a floundering edmonton they lost the blue jackets in overtime and not in a oh strong defensively structured game they lost five four like that's like a barn burner and you know your other two losses against we'll call it the two strongest opponents that you played who are actually playing up to some sort of standard la and toronto you got blown out giving up seven goals in each game so i don't i don't really see like minnesota like impressing me per se um like i think that you know they have performed probably close to my expectations so far yes they're in third place uh, but it's not really super impressive to me. Um, Nashville, I I don't, like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, uh, the only team I see that they beat, who I'm impressed that they beat them, is the Rangers, which I thought, like, you know, I, I had the Rangers on the puck line that night. I was really shocked how that game tr- went, you know, played out. And I will, I'll, I'll, and I'll say it, like, that that win was very impressive. But I look in the grand scheme of things, uh, who they have played so far, and it's okay. I mean, like, you know, you beat the Sharks. That's expected. You beat the Kraken, but the Kraken um, are kind of in the same thing as the Oilers of a really slow start, and we don't really know what the plan is. And push, like, and, you know, like, you know, you lost to Tampa, you lost to Edmonton, you know, lost to Vancouver. Like, I don't understand what's impressing you about these teams. It's how they're playing. I'm not going off of these results. I'm going off of watching them. <laughs> I like the like Minnesota doesn't boast a talent, uh, full, you know, super skilled uh, forward group nor defensive group. Predators have a roster full of guys that a non household name guys. Uh, I just like the structure they've been playing with. Yeah, they've they've lost. They lost last night, but it's the way the their these teams are playing. Like Blue Jackets lost to the Ducks, but I like what I see. Um, I'm not changing any like of my predictions, but I just like the way their structure looks, the way they execute in both their zone, both of the zones. You know, some obviously Gaff's mistakes are are costing these teams wins, but. Um, overall, I'm not. Uh, I like what uh, you know the new coach is doing in Nashville and how the Wild handle themselves in most of their games. I don't think they're not world beaters by any means, but uh, just uh, they fight to the end. They're scrappy, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, it's uh, not like. <laughs> oh, Flyers. Flyers are another team I'm super impressed with. Um, Flyers are going to be one of the toughest teams to play all year. Um, 
maybe not win a bunch of games. Um, but, uh, yeah, very impressed with how they come out versus any team. Um, and I know you said, like, wow, get, you know, let up a bunch of goals a couple times. But um, I think, I don't know, th- this game could propel them for a few nights. Um, and, yeah, I know you, you get some teams when they're down. But those teams were in the playoffs and they're, you know, favored in these games and these other teams take advantage of them not being ready. So gonna get a cre- gonna get credit for from me at least. Um I guess the one team that is also impressed but I hate watching is Boston. Um their wins are not so impressive, but they grind every team down to the ground. That's the most boring one of the most boring teams to watch so far. Unbelievable. So, yeah. Um, so, I, I agree yeah. with you totally on Boston, and we have differing opinions on Vegas. We're going to get to them soon, if not next. Yeah. Um, well, do we? I, I think that I think that Boston ultimately, you know, you just got like you know winner you it, it's about it's it's fundamentally like you you nailed it like it's it's how they win it's how they play and as much as it's not you know uh you know their opponents are not you know a group of world beaters they're frankly all uh or i should say most of them are substandard um i would say that you know all you can ask is for teams to beat who they play you can't say, well, they didn't play this team and they haven't played that team. Okay, well, those are going to be measuring stick games that happen, whether it's in November, February, or, you know, somewhere or, or at whatever point it is. But being 6-0, and beating who you, the schedule makers, how you play first, that's all you can ask for. Um, so credit where credit's due. They're, they're undefeated. And you can't really say like, oh, well, they haven't played anyone yet. Okay, so when they play a Toronto or they play a Vegas or a Rangers or whomever it's going to be, then we'll have that talk. But right now, nothing but praise because they keep winning and they keep doing it. Um, You know, like the first, like, you know, can't wait for next Thursday night. Um, Leafs are in town. It's an appointment game to watch. And I guess we'll see what happens. But that's the first game of the season where I think that we have a real talk about how is this going to go? And this is a big game. Um, you want to go to Vegas? Yeah. I mean, what you think we differ? I mean, you, you, I, based off of our previous discussions about Vegas, you're more impressed with them than I am. Uh, well, their metrics aren't, I should say they've lost two, but. Yeah, no, I'm impressed that they're very similar to Boston. Right. So I, I, I agree. I agree that it's very similar to Boston. Um, and how they're seven and zero makes no sense to me. I mean, you know, I think that they lucked out with the Stars game. Like, I, I thought the Stars were better in that game. I thought the Stars should have won. They're lucky it went to a shootout. Um, Saturday night versus Colorado. 
I I fully believe, especially after watching the Avalanche in person last night, there's no way they're beating the Avalanche. The Avalanche are like for teams that you want to watch on television or in person. I'm not sure there's a single one that I'd prefer to watch. Other like you know I like the Leafs and I'm a Leafs fan, so the Leafs are first. But tip that aside, the Avalanche are so entertaining and such a pleasure to watch. Um. Yeah, they're not winning that game. Not in my opinion. Um, so, like, you know, may- maybe they win the next four. Maybe not. Um, before that game. Which would be very impressive if they would, in fact, win the next four. Um, against Chicago, LA, Montreal, and Winnipeg. However, I don't... I, I, I think that, you know, that's the end of the line. You know... Clock strikes midnight, Saturday, November 4th for Vegas. And um, once, you know, the hot streak's over, then I think we're really going to be able to evaluate more of how, wh- what is this team really? Because, you know, they're, they're on a massive bender. Everyone's playing with confidence. They're playing with energy. They're playing um, with passion. And until, you know, they bleed, it's going to be hard to make them bleed because they just have it they have that if factor right now. And I, I think the same thing applies for Boston. Like come, come next Thursday night. Let's see what happens. I mean, first let's see if the Leafs beat them or not. I don't know. I think they will, but I don't know. And after that point, I think we're going to start to have real discussions about, okay, so what is this team really? Yeah. But one loss should not determine a judgment. Like they're, they're going to sure. No, I'm, I'm not saying the loss or win, the loss or win will um, provide judgment. I'm saying more that once that game happens, like let's say they win, okay, that's a measuring stick game. So now we have a real discussion to have. And if they lose, what happens subsequently after those potential losses will show were they just playing with passion and, you know, a lot of confidence and that's how it is. And, you know, once you, you know, make them bleed, um they kind of expose themselves or is it more oh no like okay so they lost that game but then they immediately got back off the mat and they kept going yeah like i don't think either neither we might i I would project both of these teams are gonna lose and it's not gonna derail them that's just not what both of their coaches are great i think they have great coaching great guidance they have great leadership on both sides um, player wise. So I don't think it'll matter. They'll lose one of these games in the next couple of weeks, probably. Um, well, definitely. And then, um, yeah, they'll get right back up and start a new streak. I'm pretty confident. I mean, Golden Knights have outperformed their last few games. They, they've been outplayed, um, but they come away with W's. They grind away. They find a way. Um, and I think, uh, that's more sustainable. Like it's not uh, like the Kings are a little like that. The Kings, like they, they'll put up a bunch of goals and then they'll struggle. It's kind of a roller coaster right now. I'm not saying those teams are bad or anything, but um, it, the Golden Knights are rarely going to blow people out because they're not super deep with not, top end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our goal scorers in Boston is pretty devoid of that as well. But uh the fact that they're able to win all kinds of different ways shows a lot of a lot about these kind of teams. So, 
for sure. Yeah. Like I'm like obviously I'm I'm spitballing a little bit and I I don't think that these teams are going to oh they were hot for you know the first let's call it month of the season and then they jumped off a cliff. They're still yeah. going to put in showings, especially due to the structure that they have. Um I still contend I don't think Vegas will make the playoffs. I think, you know, if you're, you know, if you want to ride with me, you know, uh, loyal listeners, I'm sure you could find very tempting odds of Vegas to miss the playoffs right now. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. Boston, I think, ultimately will get in. Um, however, I don't believe that they're going to remain anywhere near the top tier of the NHL standings by the end. What about Detroit? So Detroit is really interesting because both of us had them finishing, I believe, sixth or seventh, like near the bottom of their, of their division, near the bottom of the conference, and maybe not in the bottom tier of the overall standings of the league. No, no, just the conference. But we right i'm saying but like we didn't we didn't think that they were like contending for the first overall pick we were like they're they're fine they're gonna improve they're okay but they're not there yet for sure and you know one more year no no no. i mean i think we the uh, borderline playoffs that's what i meant yeah like we we had them in the i think uh the let's call it the 7 to 16 range like we they weren't the they weren't the worst. They weren't making the playoffs. That's kind of how we both saw it. Well, we made a mistake. I think we really forgot how damn good Alex DeBrincat is, and how having a guy of that stature who can do who can perform to that level, how much that can change your room, and you know him running with Dylan Larkin, um, as you know his center pass first option great passer, great playmaker, two-way player. Um, I think they kind of, you know, Detroit was this, you know, this will be a hyperbolic metaphor of a rumbling volcano because I still don't think that they're like, you know, like they're going to erupt and they're just going to take the NHL by storm and, you know, win the division, win, you know, the conference of the president's trophy. But we, they, they were kind of just like this totally disregarded. Um, and I think that, you know, you have to reconsider. One, is it sustainable? Two, if it's not, how much is the drop-up going to be? I still contend I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Simply because I don't believe in their goaltending. Yeah. Um, it seems that the, the vets worked out. The vets are working out, I should say. Um, you know, especially on defense where we had real, real questions. That being said... I really, I don't believe in Vili Huso. Um, and James Reimer is a decent backup, but if he's getting more than 35 starts a year, you're in trouble. Or even, even I would say 30 starts, then that's real concern. Um, and, you know, right now he's kind of on track to get near that number. So I really believe that they're not going to do it like they're like they're 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 doing well and i think that there's lots to be encouraged by if you're a red wings fan or if you have red wing players in fantasy or if you have futures on red wings 
But that being said, the 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 Atlantic is the most stacked conference, one through eight of all of them, or the stacked division. I'm sorry, it's 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 from top to bottom. There's quality on every team. Some have more, some have less. But even Montreal, they're not a team that you know that you can just walk all over them and they can do anything. This is a really hard division, and I don't think Detroit is going to be able to do it. And really, because it's kind of you just need a pick between Ottawa or you need a pick between Detroit. And I pick Ottawa based off of, you know, what's going on. Like, there's a, there's a limited amount of spots. Okay, and yeah, so... Det- Detroit has a higher – Detroit has a better record right now. I, I think Ottawa is going to be more legit than Detroit. That's just how I feel. Yeah, okay. You said – this is a super tough division. I mean, that goes for everybody. So I don't. Yes, for sure. And to start off hot is crucial. So I don't. It'd be hard pressed to keep them out of a playoff spot right now. And I, I mean, I have them. I had um, look back at what I had for our projections, and for me, I I had them right after the last wildcard spot. So mm-hmm. I don't think they were going to be bad. Obviously, um, uh, they're right, too so- much. So let's use that logic again. Do you think the Flyers are making the playoffs? Do you think the Blue Jackets are? I know we're talking about a different division. Right. But I'm saying that, you know, starting off hot, starting off and, you know, starting, you know, starting off, you know, well is really important. I said in this, div- in, in this division. Oh, in this division in particular. Oh, I missed it. Right. Yeah. Cause if you fall back and there's no, there's not a huge gap yet but the you know if there begins to begin uh, a huge gap between you know buffalo and detroit then you know then we're it's still not it's still not panic time for any of these teams i think because of how competitive is just going to be real tough um to i think stay in that top three spot in the division to your point um you know detroit may fall and it, if they do, it'll be because of the goaltending. So we're definitely in, in agreement there. I just think it's, I, I, I could definitely, I think I had, I see them more of making a playoffs than you do. I guess would be the difference. But we're, we're both in agreement that the goaltending's gonna is their minus or their weakness right now, um, and it could be the reason that they fall out of a playoff spot, but. It seems like they're, you know, they're getting depth scoring from like guys like Joe Valeno um, and Daniel Sprung. I, li- I like how they're getting contributions up and down. Uh, Gustav Spare is playing really well, but yeah, we'll see. Um, what was the other team I wanted to talk about? Yeah, I guess uh, the bottom three in the Atlantic are pretty interesting. Still, um, Buffalo's kind of struggled to get wins um florida as well ottawa as well um it's going to be a dogfight <laughs> between all three of those um i think the cream will rise to the top uh out of the out of in that division but i don't know who it is um if i had to pick one of those three i mean for me the team that i think ultimately is going to rise is ottawa like I look, I look at how the season has started out. Um, you know, Hurricanes is always a tough team to play. That's you know a hard loss. The Red Wings 
they're on a massive bender. Um, and the Sabres, they were just bound to break out of their slumps. But they got a very easy few games coming up, in my opinion. I watched the Islanders, and I think Ottawa's totally going to outclass them. But that being said, Sorokin is stupid good. He's he like the, some of the saves he made last night. Watching them live, I'm like, what? Ju- what the hell just happened? How? Yeah, How did that not that's a blowout. Yeah, yeah. In the end, it ended up seven, seven to three, or six. I mean, six. Hmm? Yeah, we could have been like three more. Right. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like he 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 made that game respectable till you know the net was pulled. Right. Um, but like I I I think Ottawa's gonna win on Thursday for sure, and. I don't think Pittsburgh is a quick fix. I think I think it will sort itself out, but I don't think that it's going to be fixed by Saturday. No, and, no. And the Kings have not been great either. That um, that'll be a good game. It, it will be a good game, but I but you know, I look at the teams. I think they're actually very similar in terms of overall structure and composure, and you know. But the big difference is goaltending. Copley has not looked great. Corpus Allo has looked pretty good, in my opinion. Um, yeah, like the no. numbers aren't there, but I think he's I, I still think he's got it. And I think that defense is enough to sustain him being a quality goaltender. Not a top tier, not a Vezina winner, but good enough. As opposed to Copley, who I have more questions than I did at the beginning of the season. Mainly for Rob Blake of how did you think this was going to work? I don't know. I'm in a similar boat with Corpusalo. Like, and maybe he's maybe those early struggles um, last week were or past him or a couple weeks ago were past him. But it's also it's also because that uh, that Ottawa defense can be super leaky. Um, yeah. I think you, you're right. The the Copley thing's probably more, a bigger concern. Um, I mean, it seems Talbot's now. They they now have Talbot starting, and you're relying on thirty seven year old. I think that's how old he is. Yeah, thirty six year old Cam Talbot. Like, is that <coughs> yeah. really the winning strategy? Like, this is clearly untenable. This is clearly this is clearly not the way this is going to end up. They're waiting for prices to drop or something. But yeah. there's no way that this is how they plan on the season going. Because your job might be at risk if that's your plan. Yeah, I wonder if they'll be in the market. They have to be, right? They have to be. Like, there's, this is the, the Kings believe that this is their contention window. They get in the playoffs, they got a shot. They went and traded for Dubois, and they gave up on Jersey a year early because <clears throat> they knew they would have to pay him. And they felt that they had the depth that could, um, they can mitigate the loss quite nicely. This yeah. has to be that, like, there has to be a plan in place because you yeah. can't go into January, February, the deadline, the playoffs with this in your net no. because you won't make the playoffs with this in your net. Yeah, I think they could be, they could wait till Anderson, not, I'm not saying trade for Anderson, I'm saying wait till Anderson is fully back for or fully healthy and Carolina and maybe trade for Ranta. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like the Gibson idea because it's a, very, oh, okay. a fairly seamless move. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it like it like you'll be disrupting his life very minimally, and I think that that will 
that'll be useful for him, especially because goalies are, you know, a special kind of breed. Yeah, no, that, um, that's a good idea. I, I like that. Um, you know, elsewhere, I mean, I don't think St. Louis is trading Bennington and Sorokin's not going to be on the market. I mean, the, the Ranta move is is an option, I think. But from what I've seen of anti-Ranta, first of all, he's super injury prone. And I don't think as a team, like you can't go and invest significant assets into trading for a goalie who may not be there for you when you need him to be. Yeah. Um, I think a sneaky option could be Blackwood. Yep, that, that also crossed my mind. Uh, Blackwood, who, you know, Sharks haven't won a game yet, but... But he's played well. Um, but dis- despite his 347 goals against, 914 save percentage, that okay. number will go significantly down if he's behind your decor as opposed to San Jose's. Um, the one other option, and I don't even know how a trade functionally would work for this, um, it crossed my mind, maybe Jacob Markstrom. Mm, yeah, I mean, he's not been playing well, uh, but the... yeah, it, it could be. It's just a change of scenery is needed. It could be yeah. you need Calgary to retain, and there's some more years, so it's not. I wouldn't call it likely. Yeah, um, but you know, if you can make it work for Gibson, you can make it work for Markstrom. I think Gibson's <laughs> a better option, um, and he, I think he has less. I think they have the same amount of term. I think that makes sense. I don't know off the top of my head, but I believe they both have two years after this one left. Yeah. Um, That sounds right. Um, In short, LA, this is a problem that will not go away. Yeah. Last option, I would say maybe Mrazic. But yeah, uh, we're both in agreement that they need one. Yeah, I mean, once again, Mrazic has injury problems and he he's not you know a beacon of consistency i mean maybe jake allen maybe but another old guy yeah but at least he doesn't have some of the other questions like you know what he is you know he is he's fairly healthy generally um i don't even think he's super old i think he's early 30s no right actually it might be like 33 um 33 yeah um i don't i don't hate that no, and he's playing well and, you against know, the kind of not so rock solid D group. So in Montreal, right. mm-hmm. what did did you did you see Primo's first game? Yeah, played really uh, well. Yeah, I mean, probably would have been more than four goals given up. Yeah, for other goalies, definitely. <laughs> so definitely needs more of an opportunity, and he needs to get more starts. Yeah, exactly. They're in a mountain ball. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, they're another they're another fun team uh, to watch. I think. Yeah, it sucks. And... I hate the Habs, but right. <laughs> Damn, it's been fun. I think Monahan could be on the move sooner than later. Sure. Yeah, yeah, so that... that was it. Was a savvy move getting picks to take his contract on was pretty decent last year until an injury right before the deadline, and that you know took away the opportunity to get a return on assets for him, but he stayed and he looks good and provided he stays healthy, which is always that really massive pain in the ass caveat uh, for so many guys. If they're healthy, if they're doing well, that could work out very well for Ken Hughes, for Hughes and Gordon in Montreal. Yeah. Um, 
I guess in, in the when I was discussing teams, I'm kind of impressed with or Arizona is definitely in there too. They're mm-hmm. definitely obviously not there yet, but I can see already. I can already see them taking strides. Um, you see what I see? Yeah, they're gonna be leaky against the elite offenses. They're but they've got. I don't know. They've they've got really good chemistry in the you know the top six. They can Small they can healthy. swarm you. Yeah, if they can swarm you with their. Well, what if Zucker can wave come back after wave after wave of quality guys who can make a play? Yeah, um, they need and they need Hayden to I go. I think that yeah, Hayden absolutely got to get going. Yeah, uh, if you're you know back to you know uh, let's address uh, you know the loyal the loyal listeners. If you believe in Arizona, the only way Arizona's make the playoffs is if Vezmelka is a top tier Vezina candidate. So right. if if you believe in one, I would put money on the other. Right. I will say that. And the odds are probably decent considering that they're in the middle of the pack of the standings and his name and he's not a Russian. Right. Um similarly, are you what are your I mean, since you were at a game you miss probably missed the Jets game, but uh, any you know strong feelings on the Jets? Um. Uh. So first, I think we should offer you know um, our you know thoughts and prayers are with the Bonus family. Obviously, he uh, Rick had to step away from the team because his yeah. wife is un, is not doing so well, and we hope that he's able to return behind the bench as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um. My thoughts with the Jets really stem down to like it's it's like you know like nothing's really changed from last week. Great goalie, good offense. Oh my gosh, I don't see a defense. I see turnstiles, and that's not fixable right now. I mean, like you you could go and you can sh- uh, and you know shuffle the deck chairs. You know, you know maybe pair Dylan with someone else and pair Schmidt with someone else and hope you know that just like it just works. But I think you're naive if you think it will. Yeah, I um, I like the rotations. I think bonus or you know the coaching staff's doing well with the the guys they have. Um, you know, no Velarde on that top line, but I follows look good. Um, Ehlers needs to get going, but I think their depth guys are playing pretty well. Like you said, I. How do you feel about buying low on Ehlers in fantasy? Um. It's just timing up his, like he's gonna catch fire, but then it, it seems to always get interrupted by an injury. So that's kind of yeah. that's the hang up. Um, I don't have to buy low because it looks. I think he's on waivers in my league, but um, well, I mean, that is. I mean, yeah, I I def I definitely think it's you'll get a return on it. He'll he'll bounce back, you know. His ice time's down right now. I don't know if that's dis- disciplinary in nature or it's just how you know the cookie crumbled. He'll 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 step it up. I don't know if it'll be, you know, this upcoming week or you know in December. But I definitely don't wouldn't leave him around. I mean, it just depends on you know who's on your bench, who's expendable, or try to make a two for one. Yeah, I think. And, is- Ice team is probably his ice time's down because the bottom six is playing well. That's I think that's what it comes down to. 
So it's how the cookie crumbled. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, earned more time. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, he's still getting power play minutes. I think he's, um, you know, very high up on, you know, the power play usage. Like, you know, the, the top guys are getting in the fours. And then, you know, him and Velarde come, they, they're, they're fifth and sixth. Like he's he's getting significant minutes, and it's and it's you know Winnipeg's one of those teams where the top power play is not taking up a minute and a half of each power play. Like it's much more evenly split. So I I definitely still believe in Nikolai Ehlers, um, and I think he's gonna turn around pretty soon. Yeah, I mean his, um, his talent will get him back on track. He's fine. just too good to not. But it would be. I mean, they're playing the Red Wings and the Canadians and the and the Habs. You know, in the next couple games. If so, it doesn't happen Thursday, I think yeah. Saturday. Yeah. No, that's a. That's probably what will happen. Um, but for them to go, he's he needs to go. That top line can't carry it. They're not having to carry it too much right now. I mean, they. Essentially, I, mean, I guess you could say they are, but they've gotten some depth scoring, like I said, and. Uh, I like how they've shuffled the mm-hmm. defense a little bit, the defensive pairings a little bit. It's, I don't like seeing Dylan on that second pairing, but whatever. Um, they haven't been it's as not, much. Of a, yeah, they haven't been as much of a turnstile, but um, I guess the other thing we're asking a lot for Hellebuck to be not asking for a, much, a lot, but he's <clears throat> not looked as sharp as we're used to. Um, so that if he if that improves, then. That'll make a dip, huge difference, of course. But um, I don't know. I guess we did touch on the Kraken a little bit, but maybe they are turning a corner slightly. But I don't. I don't know. I mean, right. when, I mean, I I was bullish on them at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I I'm I'm losing confidence. Yeah. Like they, I when they when they hired. <clears throat> sorry. When they hired Dave Haxtell, I was like, really? I think he could do better than that. Seeing as, you know, his tenure in Philly was uninspiring. And I don't think he was, you know, the top candidate. Um, And they had a good season last year and they extended him. And that's great. Um, I don't really. And and I, I still have the same questions. I'm like. You really think Dave Haxtell is the best option for you to coach this team? And I just don't really believe that. Um, like how I see it, like you, right now, like the this the start of to the season has been so unremarkable, uh, and like you know losing losing to quality opponents, and you know losing to less lesser quality opponents, in my opinion. You know, yeah. definitely got a couple of good wins against Detroit and Carolina. Um, I think you got to earn, like, if, like, how I view Seattle is they need to earn that trust back because they don't have the track record or a big enough track record of things are going to be fine. Yeah. Um, One good and year. I don't think, I, I don't really see it. How how you could look at it the other way, especially because I don't trust that goaltending. Yeah, the 
That's that's for sure. I think the only, the one huge silver lining is that division is looking pretty weak. Um, so there's not a whole lot of ground to make up, but they definitely got to get going. They're, they lose Burakowski, Burakowski for the, the year again. Um, yeah, it's brutal. It's not, but if they if Beniers cannot get going, I know he had two assists yesterday, but still not a plus player. Um, I think he's minus six or something right now, and he's not contributing. He needs to find a way. That's I know it sounds so cliche, but he's a top line center, top pair, top power play guy. Um, I know he's young as hell, but he's he makes it go. Like if he's not going, then it's going to be a struggle. Um, their defense is not super strong either um so it's going to be either the goaltending elevates and their their style of play regains form from last year and they just start bullying people um and and their one of their big strengths last year was transition and and uh, stifling people in their own in their own end and then their transition defense was super good last year um and it kind of eventually broke down in the playoffs, but that's what they could hang their hat on. And I guess this year it's just starting out really slowly. I, I don't know. There's like a, not a, a, a one, a one aspect that you can fix on their team right now, similar to Carolina, I would say Um, Carolina has more talent. I would say as far as putting the puck in the net, but kind of a mess as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Car- Carolina, I, I think that the, the starts from Nikish, Kakanyami, Jarvis is definitely very encouraging. This Aho, I think, will rebound. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I think that the real thing with Carolina is the goaltending for me. It's like both of it has not looked good. Like there's only so much you can ask your stacked defensive core and your depthful offense to do. Right. Um, they, they've scored six, five or more goals in all of their games, except last night against Tampa. Mm-hmm. It's frankly, the goaltending's got to be better. I I don't know if you know I haven't caught so much Carolina, and so I don't know if it's the defense underperforming, or you know the, there's just you know that you know they make, but it's... you know you know the buyer beware on Frederick Anderson and Antiranta is yeah. when the clock strikes midnight. You know, yeah, it's a combination. I've watched a lot of Carolina, and it's a mix of both. Like, the goaltending has been horrible, all three dudes, and then their defense is not blocking as many shots as they did last year. They're not getting the weak side rebounds. They're they just lost Brett Pesci for at least a couple months, which is horrible because he's definitely their he's probably their best defender. Um, no, Slavin. 
the yeah, but I mean it's Slavin offers more upside on offense, I would say, but I think Pesci's probably one or two strongest so the in their own end defensive defensively. But um either way, just dis- disrupts that group. Um so Orlov and mm-hmm. and Slavin and um uh D'Angelo have to step up. Um yeah, it's just gonna be They've got hit with the injury bug. We'll see when Sveshnikov should be back in the next couple games. So that's good. Um, but that's so maybe they can do something. No, but I – Yeah, like, I just it's think – It's not going to fix the problem. I, I agree. I just think if they lengthen that depth, it may just be enough to outscore their problems for now and absolutely stifle teams trying to – transition or whatever like Shemeshikov is pretty good in between the blue lines in terms of you know turning pucks over and takeaways and stuff like that so Aho will definitely turn it around and then if Shemeshikov gets on that second line you put turbo back on the second line it just lengthens that depth I think again not what their issue is but could help alleviate some of that potentially I potentially, but like, I think right now they're just hoping that um, one of Jalen Chatfield or Dylan Coughlin can elevate themselves to playing quality defense. Yeah. Um, that they can, in some part, take uh, take on some Apache's responsibility because otherwise, this could go off the rails very quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, and in, yeah, a tough division, of course. Um, I don't have, uh, um, no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I I was just going to say like, okay, like who else have we not talked about? But like, uh, mostly like New Jersey and New York, I think probably be worth Um, so, I mean, like, what is there to say? Like, yeah. <laughs> Rangers, other than that game against Nashville, where I was just, um, and the Blue Jackets game, where I don't know what the hell happened, they looked great. Devils, it seems the goaltending is fine for now. I mean, it's not inspiring confidence, but it's not flashing red sirens either. Um, no, still don't no. believe in it. Still think it'll falter. Jack Hughes is a beast. <laughs> End of notes. Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't have one way or another. I, I'm, no, I'm exact same spot as far as the goaltending in New Jersey. Um, not a huge plus for them, but their defense is improving. I think just the longer that Luke Hughes plays and, um, you know, ball plays, they'll get better. I like Holtz a lot. Like the guy is kind of could maybe supplant Mercer for now in terms of ice time until Mercer gets going. But um, yeah, they're just drunk with talent right there. And um, Rangers, Rangers, not, you know, killing teams necessarily, but um, they're, you know, Lafreniere and uh, Hedl are playing well. So, um, and then that other guy, 
what's that other guy's name? Uh, Paco or Cooley? No. Yeah, Cooley. <laughs> the other Cooley. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they're getting contributions all, all over the place, both teams, um, frankly. And yeah, not too much more to say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think that um, I'd like to see more from their defense. Uh, there's games where they look great and there's games where they don't. Yeah. Uh, I think the reason they lost to Nashville and Columbus. Um, yeah. Um, you know, but then again, like, you know, one, they've won convincingly, but is that more Shisterkin? Um, the fact that we haven't had to say like, oh, they need to do something on their defense is good. Um, and again, I, I would, I've only seen a couple games from them, um, so far, so I can't speak harshly one way or the other. Um, but yeah, like I haven't heard anything or read anything like, uh, Miller's, you know, having us, you know, taking a step back or they need to do more. Uh, they can definitely do more. Um, you know, I just think they have a solid group that's going to be able to be an anchor or something to lean on. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the Rangers, the, the Rangers will figure something out. That's like I, I have confidence in them. I still have them winning the division. Um, that's just due to talent aggregation and, you know, some declining some uh, declining aspects of other teams and or deficiencies in other teams. Um, what do you make of, you know, Florida and the, the Florida teams, Florida and Tampa? Yeah, I mean, credit to Tampa. Uh, obviously losing Vasilevsky is, you know, we made note of that several times in the recent past, but to be able to not bottom out and that I know they have enough talent to weather that storm, but you got to plot wins too. Um, Johansson's held his own, I'd say. Um, he's, he's playing great. Yeah. So it's, it's good to see that. I wonder when point will get going. That's probably my only thing. I mean, he has nine points in seven games. He hasn't scored, really? You know, his only goal coming on the power. Yeah. But can you really be so upset? Well, it seems like they're a little dependent on that power play. Which is always the concern. Right. So I think... Not that you know, Point will get his. Can Sorelli, you know, do more? Uh, can well look like uh, what's that guy's name? Um, the guy that's on the top line, Albare Belay, I believe. Yeah, I mean, he he, he was he, a semi-noteworthy prospect, and then I think they lost him off of waivers, um, a, a few years, two two years back, maybe last year. I, I don't remember. Yeah. But he looks like a guy you could – he's already got some chemistry with that top line. The last two games he's put up, I believe, yeah, a goal in each. 
um, that could that could be huge. They could just lengthen that depth or length, lengthen their lines. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, so far so good. I would say uh, Florida, uh, Lindell and Lustrain, and they need to get going. Um, Lindell, I believe might be pointless um, without looking, but uh, Barkov was out last yesterday uh, just with an illness. So that's why it was probably a little lower scoring, but Reinhardt on fire right now. Um, Kachuk's doing Kachuk things. The defense, uh, I don't know. I I still feel like Forsling should be on that top power play. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, not too much to complain about. I think they're going to, I don't know, right now. It's just hard to say, like, without those two defensemen to add a, another scoring element, they're kind of, uh, it's hard to point out, like, when they're going to hit their stride or they're close to hitting their stride kind of thing, or are they just kind of being this team, like, up and down night to night? I don't have a super strong take on either at this point. Yeah. I mean, Florida, it's, it's kill or be killed. And right now they're not killing. Um, I think that, you know, uh, how they played against the Leafs last Thursday was impressive. Um, You know, shutting down that structure. Uh, which is very difficult to do. Um, I mean, I you know, I watched the end of that game and the Leafs should have tied that up, but, you know, they didn't. So kudos, Bobrovsky, save their bacon. Yeah. You there? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I just... Space after a second. Very good. Very um, good. I, I mean, like, I, I still really feel we can't judge this team until they're fully healthy or close to it. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of how. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I know, and that's... it's classic my luck that the one time Sam Reinhardt didn't get enough shots on goal for you know one of my bets. <laughs> Is the time I bet him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it goes. Um, so, yeah. But his 30.4% shooting percentage is stupid. <laughs> it's insane right now. Uh, but he's yeah. finding the, um, find the spots everywhere. But um, yeah, I think we, I think we're good. Okay. So let me, let me rapid fire a couple of things. The Leafs. Do you start Joseph Wall on Thursday? Yes. You there? Yeah. So, would you start Wall on Thursday versus Dallas? Yes. Um, and no, you, you, you wouldn't care about the concerns of Samsonov and, you know, mental fortitude and things like that. Like you just, you, 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 he's hot. You got to play him. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, at this point, Wall has played extremely strong and less, less rebounds uh, right off the bat. As far as the first thing that comes to mind, he's, he's not overplaying. He's, he's seeing it all the way and you're not letting these teams have. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I, yeah, he's, he looks great. Like I agree. All right. Question number two. Um, How high, like, do you, do you, I know you, you had a lot of questions about Dallas and their defense. How do you feel five games in as opposed to one, which is where we were last week? Um, it's still pretty high. Uh, I saw Miro Heiskanen fumble like two straight power play uh, entries. So that didn't help, but I'm not worried about him. He's way too talented, but again, it's it's gonna be why they don't go far in the playoffs for the regular season. I mm-hmm. think it's a fine group. They're gonna be a pretty low scoring bunch, and that's probably more predicated on their offensive depth. But their defense doesn't help much. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's a huge concern just until we get to the playoffs. All right, um, I hear that. Um, I do also think that the record might be a little bit deceptive because all but one of their games have been a one-goal game. Um, the only game where they won in convincing fashion was against Pittsburgh last night. Right. And uh, I will say, uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, must-watch game against the Leafs. That's going to be very entertaining. Yes. Because... Question number three. Go ahead. Because what? Uh, be- because I think they're both great teams, and it'll be a really enjoyable game to watch, no matter if you have a, a vested interest in one team or not. No, yeah, I'm saying I think Dallas finally gets a, a real big challenge. Okay, I I hear that. I mean, Vegas was a big challenge. Yeah, but um, Vegas less firepower than Toronto. For sure. Question number three. What do you make of St. Louis? Are they... Are, is the... I mean, um, Biddington has not been terrible, to say the least. Very solid to start the season. Yet, they have a very mundane results, like 2-2-1 two, two, and one through five games. Will they do better? I mean, like, you know, I'm looking at the guys on their team. Robert Thomas has four points in five games, and Cairo has three in five games. It's not looking phenomenal. Do you think the Blues will continue to be mediocre in terms of actual results? Or if Bennington keeps playing this way, they're going to rise? Um, no, they're going to be mediocre, for sure. They... They lack the consistent scoring threats. They don't have the defense to be strong enough in their own end uh, versus uh, top end teams. Um, yeah, and it is surprising. I thought Bennington would not be as 
good as he he has been in the early going. So yeah, I I think they they are pretty much the man, eh, not the, but they're like an easy bet for like a five hundred team. All right. So follow up question: If Biddington continues this way, but the results remain the same, so the status quo, you're Doug, Doug Armstrong. Do you trade Bennington and get rid of the asset? Because clearly there's like this um, Jekyll and Hyde situation with Jordan. Get rid of it now. If no trade, granted. But if it seems the team isn't going anywhere and it's like, oh, well, we need to rebuild. Get traded. Do you trade him? This is more of a February, January, February discussion. Um, based off of how things are going. Yeah, no, I think it's it's unfortunate the trade deadline is not like tomorrow because, like you said, with the Jekyll Hyde thing about Bennington, he could all of a sudden lose like seven in a row close to the deadline. Who knows? So if yeah, if he's playing well, you could get some pretty a pretty juicy return in. I think. Hmm. All right, and my final question, and I think after this we can uh, we've we've uh, you know talked about you know what's going on this week. What say you about Vancouver? One is Rick Tockett, the front runner for the for the Jack Adams. Two is Vancouver making the playoffs. Uh, that's so tough. Um, just because I. I I see holes, but then I see where they've improved. And I know it's not saying much from what they were last year, but I'm going to say <laughs> front runner. Uh, who else would be on there? Um, Just remember that Adams is the, Oh wait, you're actually good award. Yeah. So yeah, he, it kind of has to be, I think, the front runner uh, for them to be in the playoffs. I'm going to say yes. Yes, they will make the playoffs and the front runner? Yeah, I'll do that. Say that. Um, All right. I did have a, one last question for you, actually. Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, Nyes takes over for 2Z spot. I would say that will happen, just not yet. Okay, because I I think Nice is playing way better. He's, but yeah, yeah, Bertuzzi's injured. Like he's he's playing with something. Like he's apparently like he's like a game time decision every single day, every single game. Uh, and you know it's not looking so inspiring in practice from what I've gathered from Toronto media. Um, so. We'll see how that plays out, but you know his his um what Bertuzzi has done so far has been lackluster, and Nyes has looked better and better every single game that he's played. That's what I've seen. Um, yeah. Bonus question for you: of the three perfect teams, Boston, Vegas, Colorado, who do you think could sustain it the most? Obviously, every team is going to take losses. Who? is the front runner for the president's trophy in your opinion. Uh, I'm going Colorado. They absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They've 
I think uh, Ryan Johansson took a while to get going. I think, and it didn't matter. So if he gets going, it's 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 a wrap. Same with, same with Ross Colton, yeah, and Drew in, yeah. All right. Uh, um, so, yeah. All right. That's all my notes. Last thing is that if you haven't seen it, you know you Joe or any of our loyal listeners. Zachary Lehero, I'm for sure mispronouncing his name. He's a prospect for the Predators playing in Milwaukee right now. Scored a stupidly ridiculous goal that is just, you know, for viewer pleasure exclusively. Last night playing against the Marlies, I recommend going and just looking at it because you'll be like, that guy, he's the future of offense in Nashville. Say the name again. Zachary Lahoro, I think it's it's hard to pronounce. It's like um, there's an apostrophe in there. I think he he's uh, he played in the QMJHL. He's from Quebec, maybe. So um, I'm just you know deficient in pronouncing names, particularly when they have uh, a different origin other than English. Yeah. Um, you could find the the uh, highlight on on YouTube. Awesome! Uh, yeah, def- in, in the highlights of the game. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check that out. And um, yeah, we can wrap there. I think uh, definitely great uh, questions at the end there. So um, we'll be watching the rest of the games the rest of the week. Hopefully, the Frozen Frenzy makes a comeback sooner than later. Um, but, uh, yeah, stay tuned for, uh, more ads and drops. Uh, I just uh, had one published earlier this week, uh, for your fantasy teams. And then, um, I'll be tweeting out some just, uh, bullets, uh, random thoughts for the 32 teams as we progress through this 23, 24 season. And, um, yeah, thanks for listening. Give us a follow. Um, Definitely, you know, let us know what you're thinking in terms of your team or teams around the league, and uh, we'll be sure to interact. So, yeah. All right. Have a great week, everyone. Can't wait to speak again soon. Bye now. Yes. Bye now.